was going to do a thing. Oh, shit. I got you just before it. You did. Dang. All right. I'll save it for next time. Mm, if I remember. Yeah. Hell yeah. Or you'll come up with something worse instead. Mm, it's true. I'm afraid. You should be. Mm. So that we're back. should just be a perpetual state. Well, I mean, it, it, I have anxiety, so, like, <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> Technically, we're all afraid all the time. Welcome to the 20s. Ooh, have you? Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> when was the last time you met a person who didn't have generalized anxiety disorder? <laughs> Anyone over the age of 50. Right, where it's like, well, maybe they do, but like they, like their whole life, it just hasn't been a thing, and nobody named it. Yeah, and like or they had, have like, the financial security, and they voted for Trump, and it's just like they're fine. Yeah, and like because yeah, maybe they, they have were in no the soul. war, but like they've tamped that down, probably decades. with alcohol. Um. Also, um, <laughs> you've been here for like forty minutes. We've been set up. Yes. Ready to go. Bam Bam has just decided he wants to eat. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. He was sitting next to us. Yeah. And until then literally we started recording. He just decided he's hungry. It is time for the snap crackle and pop. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. I'm sorry if you hear any crispy crunchins going on. It's just like when we're at my place, though. Yeah. And like Noelle is like laying down until we start recording. And then she has to like clicky clacks yep. all over the house for a while. So that's. Oh, welcome to Pet Noises. Yep. Mm. This is our new podcast, Pet Noises. It's ASMR, even though I hate ASMR. It sucks. I, my anxiety spikes. Oh, that's not fun. It's like the opposite. Yeah. Like maybe you have ASMR, but like it's, it's like crosswired wrong in your head. <laughs> so yeah. You get it's a like bad feeling. people doing the ASMR into the mics just makes me want to throw up. Ugh. So people's mouth not, noises are disgusting. That's the thing. Like we kind of, we could achieve that right now if we wanted to mm, for mm -hmm. me particularly because I can hear oh, us yeah. in these headphones. So yeah. like if you wanted to, you could ruin my day. I could. I appreciate that you already have not. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Because I'd have to do it. Right. And even that is like not cool. It's not cool. It's <laughs> not my kink, guys. <laughs> oh, man. One day we'll establish what your kink is because I feel like now we've established what your kink is not in several different ways. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, look, we established a lot on the 69th episode, <laughs> but I just still don't think we've uncovered what your kink is. Uh, no, we have not. <laughs> um, how's your, how has your week been? Long. Very long. Uh, agreed. I'm over it. Um, yeah. And it's already I, time to do it again. <laughs> I know, right? We're recording on Sunday and it's just like, okay. All right. Tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I, um. Hooray for alcohol dependency. Like, I don't, I don't, that's the only. It could be worse. Light at the end of this tunnel. It could be worse. I mean, at least the thing you're dependent on can be bought in stores. Right. It's not illegal. You could be doing coke. I like, could be straight up doing coke, yeah. guys. I don't think that would be good for me at all. Um, no. Holy it shit. It really wouldn't. This bitch Your anxiety right now. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, I know. I need, um, I need to be calm. Like Xanax. Yeah. I know this bitch just needs a Xanax. <laughs> Hey, I think, is it my turn? I have no idea. I can't remember. What the fuck did we do last time? I think it is because 69, I went first. So 70, I must have gone second. So now I must be going first again. I'm back on my bullshit, guys. I'm about to tell a story that's pretty standard to me, I would say. One of your kinks. One of my kinks. Does it involve a mountain? Yes, it does. Oh. It involves a mountain and a plane, guys. Oh, shit. Oh, gotta love it. Double oh, whammy. Hell yeah. Okay. So 
actually found this. Like, I can't believe that I hadn't come across this one before. Maybe you have. I don't know. It was just super random. So our survivor's name is Autumn Veach. And in 2015, she was 16 years old. Okay. When this takes place. Oh. So Autumn Beach posted this picture of herself on Instagram on Saturday, July 11th, 2015. I understand that this is an audio medium and you can't see it, listeners. Um, but but this I is can. It for Emily. Aww. Yeah, do a describey for us. So black hair, looks kind of like the emo bang cut. Wearing black and white with one of the elastic chokers. Absolutely like the 90s With chokers. like, it looks like a headset for like an airplane. Yeah, with one of the little talking yeah. mics around it. Yeah. Yes, exactly. She looks pretty cute in that pic. It was pretty fun. And uh, she posted that to her Instagram and the caption read, private planes are no joke, guys. Oh. So earlier that day, around 1 p.m. Pacific time, um, the plane had taken off from, I think it's Kalispell, Montana, and it was being flown by Leland and Sharon Bowman. Um, they were in the cockpit, and Autumn um, was on in the back, and they were on a trip back to Bellingham, Washington. Now, Leland and Sharon are Autumn's step-grandparents. But okay. Like, like she refers to them as her grandparents. Like, I'm pretty sure she'd, you know, sure. grown up with them in the Probably. middle of life. Yeah, she'd been visiting them. And instead of driving, because Leland is a plane owner and operator, he decided, I'm going to fly you. You haven't flown in this plane before. We're going to fly. Hmm. And they, so they all started taking a trip. Again, it's 1 p.m. They had meant to take off in the morning. But the weather wasn't super good for flying. It's rainy. This is like the Puget Sounder. It's like Montana headed into Washington. So like it's the really thick forests and near yeah. constant rain of the Washington area. It's um I love that you said Puget. Puget Sound. I don't know what that means, but I know that's what the area is often called and I Someone tell me what that means. <laughs> I don't know, but I love it. I sound important when I say it. <laughs> I do. Tell me why. Please. Please. Why is it so satisfying? <laughs> <laughs> so. So they are on their way. They decided, like, the, the weather hadn't really gotten any better. Mm. But they were like, oh, fuck it. We have to go. So they're flying. It's in the afternoon. Um, it's a cloudy day. Mostly, like, it's not horrible. There are some small storms that kind of roll through the area throughout the day, but it's nothing horrible. It's not, like, downpouring rain. It's more misting. But the clouds hang, like, low in the sky. It's foggy as shit. Yep. And if you're flying not for a super long period of time, you don't hit certain altitudes, so right. you stay lower. Exactly. This is also, like, a small... Yeah. Like, like also, like, the small plane planes don't go up to, like... Like the 30,000 feet yeah. of like a Boeing. Yeah. They don't need to. Right. Yeah. So they're not flying like all the way above the clouds. That's very much a commercial airline thing. But everything's fine for about 90 minutes. Mm. Um, like, you know, visibility could be better. But Autumn's pretty sure like her grandparents have been flying for years and years and years. They know what they're doing. It's fine. And then ab about 90 minutes in the flight, everything just goes white around them. Like, they're, they've flown into this massive bank of clouds, and they, they can't see anything. Visibility oh is reduced to zero. Oh, God. And earlier in the flight, Autumn had been texting her friends about the turbulence that they were experiencing. 
it, it, it was just windy. And so she was sort of joking about like, huh, I'm definitely gonna die. <laughs> like she tested, <laughs> she texted her boyfriend a picture, that same picture of herself from Instagram and said like, just, you know, if I die, remember that I love you. Like, you know, millennial humor and shit. Yeah, morbid as fuck. Yeah, exactly. She's not that much younger than us. You no. Know, considering that this was five years ago, she was yeah. 16. Like, yeah. she's still counts, she'd almost be Zoomer, but I actually think she's still like a young millennial. Yeah, but I mean, even then, Zoomer humor. Oh, even, even worse than ours. Even darker. So somehow. dark. Uh, all we want is death. Mm-hmm. The younger you are, the more you want to die. <laughs> it's true, it's true. So yeah, she's joking about it, like, ha, 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 ha. But again, she trusts her grandparents. She's not actually that worried. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like if you're not experienced in a plane and like all of a sudden you can't see and it's been shaking the whole time, tiny planes shake like motherfuckers. Oh my God. Almost no matter what. No matter what. Mm-hmm. So and then you take of, them through mountains and you're just... Oh whew. my God, yeah. Ugh. So she's just sort of bracing herself. She's a little hunched forward. She's strapped in though, again, doing mm-hmm. mostly fine. But at one point in the flight, like, she had lost cell service, and that's pretty normal. Like, they're in an area that's that gets pretty mountainous, and there just aren't any cell towers. It's a miles-long dead zone. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty, again, normal for flying. You enter dead zones all the time. That's why you have the radios in the plane. Right. Exactly. And it's fine to lose cell phone service. She's just not texting her friends yeah. anymore. However, it was slightly a bigger deal for the GPS mm-hmm. to lose cell service because they had been flying using the aid of a tablet, like basically an iPad that had GPS on it for them. So when they lose cell service, they also lose GPS and they don't have any visibility. And like some planes were meant to like be flown on instruments alone. I am almost positive. This is called like a Beechcraft A35 private airplane. It is like this little like puddle jumper kind of dude. I almost guarantee you this thing does not fly on instruments alone. Like you're not meant to do that. So they're a little bit fucked. They're flying blind. They've got no idea exactly where they're headed and they can't fucking see. And they're headed into mountains. Again, Autumn's mostly fine. She's just sort of waiting to see what happens, trusting her grandparents, until her grandparents are the ones who start shouting. They start screaming at each other, like, get the fucking GPS back on, figure it out. Like, they're yelling at each other. And then her grandfather says, we have to go up. We're going to crash into the side of a mountain if we don't go up right now. Because, yes, they're just flying at a certain altitude. They're headed into mountains. They don't know where the mountains are or how high they go. So heading up is the safest course of action. And at zero visibility by the time you spot one, it's it's over. over. Yeah. So they start pitching upward. Mm -hmm. Like he's, it's, you know, not a straight thing, but he starts, you know, doing a pretty steep incline. And this is a quote from Autumn of the view from the plane as it started ascending. Like right as he makes the decision to do that, she says it was all white and then it was all trees and then it was all fire. Like instantly although like from what i read it was actually sort of a weirdly controlled thing almost slow because they hit trees hit the bottom of the plane first headed like as they were ascending so was the land around them Mm -hmm. into a mountain so like the trees are getting higher as well and eventually the trees start clipping the wings and then they hit the propeller on the nose of the airplane and pitch the airplane downward and it sort of takes a while but that plane hits the ground and everything bursts into flame. Sure. So, <laughs> quote again from Autumn, the impact didn't really hurt me. Again, not super fast impact. But the fire did. <laughs> I'm so fucking lonely, my dude. 
So the heat from the front of the plane, like again, she's in the back, she's strapped in, like the, the flames aren't on her, but the heat from the front of the plane, it singes her hair Oof. immediately. Um, her eyelashes like curl up into nothing. Um, she gets burns on the front of her face and she doesn't remember getting out of the plane. Oh. She remembers feeling the heat and then being outside of the plane. She yeah. must have unhooked herself. Yeah, her brain went into self-preservation exactly. mode and protected her from that. So fast and so sudden was the need to do that that her brain was just like, I will do this now. I will yep. take control. I got this. Yeah. <laughs> you just... You can be in shock. Hang up. But yeah. I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah. So she remembers, though, going to the front of the plane where her grandparents still are. And this is a quote. My immediate thought was to go and help them because they were alive. They were both screaming. So Autumn's grandparents are at the front again, and that's where the fire is. They are on fire. They are screaming for help. Autumn's grandfather was closest to her on that side of the plane with her grandmother on the other side, like unreachable, until she gets her grandfather out of the plane. So she goes and tries to pull for him. She's trying to tell him to unbuckle his seatbelt, but he is like probably concussed. He is on fire. Yeah. He's freaking out. So like he doesn't hear her. He's too yeah, disoriented. Fire does I mean, horrific things just to your muscles oh alone. God. Like you're in so much pain, yeah, your brain is everything like is seizing up. Mm-hmm. Awful. You're locked up. You can't. Mm-hmm. And like, who knows if he could even hear her? Yeah. You know. So he doesn't. He, he can't unbuckle himself, and she can't reach for him. It's too hot. She badly burns her right hand just Ouch. trying to get him, and she keeps trying to pull and pull on him, and she just. She explains she does a ton of interviews. I watched like three interviews where she tells roughly the same story. But like it's she just mentions like I'm just I'm small and yeah. he's so much bigger than me. And I, he was so hot. I couldn't really touch him and he couldn't hear me. And like she just couldn't get him out. Yeah. And she remembers like they, they were still screaming and screaming and her grandmother stops first. And she never was able to reach her. One of the interviewers asked her, like, when did you realize it wouldn't be possible and you just had to leave? And her answer was, when they died. So she watched them go. Mm. Like, her grandmother stopped screaming first and then her grandfather, and they just went still. And she just knew there was nothing she could do. And at that point, she, she also said, like, the smell of burning flesh was really unpleasant. Yeah, it's not nice. Yeah, yeah. It's not and, a good smell. Yeah, and she says, and it was hurting my heart. Yeah. So... I just started going downhill. I was, what's the word, just full of adrenaline and not really present. Yeah. So she just... She was in shock. Oh, absolutely. That's so much to happen in maybe, maybe 15 seconds. Yeah. Like... And, like, the acrid smell of, uh, like, burning flesh stays with you for so fucking long. Oh, my God. I have to imagine. Like, it is... It just sounds awful. It's... Yeah. I mean, we've done other stuff. Like, like, human flesh does not smell exactly like if you were cooking meat or something, especially no. when there's hair and like skin involved yeah. and like, it's just gross. It's really not cool. And nope. so all of that has happened to her very quickly. Also, she's burned herself really badly and dealt with an impact. She is completely out of her head at yeah. this time. Yeah. So she just starts stumbling away down the mountain. And <laughs> this was so dumb. This was the one thing I found so fucking dumb. There was one of the interviews, the interviewer with her, like, is just like, wow, the decision you made to move downward instead of upward is probably, like, what saved your life. And it's like, bitch, honey. Duh. <laughs> Duh. 
fucking duck. No, I'm going to go up the mountain exactly. where the clouds are so thick. Exactly. No one's going to see me. Who the hell is going to look at their situation on a mountain and go, I guess I will go up now. <laughs> I already don't have cell service, but maybe if I get to the top exactly. of maybe the mountain. I, I just hold yeah. my phone above me and keep walking up, I guess. No, no. What You're going to try to get down from the mountain where the fucking earth is. What the, I know. I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. So brave. Mm, like, I know. Geez. Go suck an egg, you asshole. Right? And not like again, and not to take anything away from Autumn. She's awesome in this yeah. story, but this is not the decision that deserves like all of the no. applause. Everyone would do this. Everyone. <laughs> it's fine. Hey guys, in case you didn't fucking know, survival tip, I guess. Walk down a mountain. <laughs> Rather than up when you've been in a crash of any sort. Yes. Are in shock, probably concussed. If badly you don't know where burned. you are. <laughs> Go down. Unless you live on that mountain. Go down. <laughs> so Autumn is sobbing to the point where she's like basically screaming. Sure. Like that kind of crying. Like, again, she's in complete shock. She's completely disoriented and just making these noises out of just sort of like desperation yeah. and not knowing what to do and just having seen what she's seen. And so she just keeps, she describes like moving down these really steep slopes. It's super rocky and slippery because everything's just fucking wet. Yeah. And it's especially when it's like that dewy mist. Yes. It's been misting it just rain. Exactly. Clings. Yeah. It's just on everything. The ground is like saturated with water. It's just slippery and muddy and gross and very steep. So she's just sort of like ping ponging from tree to tree to get down. Yeah. And like really barely paying attention. Yeah. And. It's not until, like, she she slips and slides down a hill and ends up rolling off this, like, short cliff and landing on her back. Oh! Yeah, like, she, she it's not a very, f like, far fall. She but says it was a small cliff. Yeah, but... Also... Ow. Yeah. Fucking ow. And that was when she kind of, like, something <laughs> entered her brain of, like, I have to pay attention. I have, I have I to I will think. die going down this mountain. Yeah, I can't just be like I just was the whole time. This isn't, I will not make it. So she kind of collects herself. She's trying to think as clearly as possible in this situation and then starts her way down again. She remembers, like, she, she used to watch survival shows like Survivor Man and, yeah. and Bear Grylls and shit, like, with her dad when she was growing up. So she, she had this, like, general thing she remembered of, like, you should look for water when mm -hmm. you are trying to find civilization and, like, where you are. Water always leads to where people will be and also, yeah. like is a direction to go, to go down, like... Follow the current. Downstream. Yeah. Yeah. So she finds this... First of all, she listens very hard and just thinks, like, can I hear something that will help me, lead me out of here? And she thinks she hears a highway at first and heads toward that, but it turns out to be just running water. It's just a small stream. And so she decides, okay, fuck it. Yep, I will follow that. <laughs> Probably isn't a road around here anyway. I will Hopefully follow the Hopefully she puts some of the water on her burns. Yeah, I, it doesn't mention a whole ton about her, like, using the water as, like, a drinking source or anything. Dehydration is something she suffered from, so I don't know if she just didn't trust the water. Sure. Or if she just couldn't take in enough of it to yeah. prevent dehydration anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I don't know what degree her burns are. So, like, yeah. water could hurt more than help. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Depending I, on the degree of the burn. I, the one on her face is not that bad. Mm. Every interview she does from that time period, like, shortly after she's rescued, she has one single Band-Aid right under her eye. And it makes me think, like, maybe there's just, like, a little bit of a scar there she didn't want to be on TV 
or something that's like a little red. So maybe she got one point that yeah. was still pretty nasty, but the, her face looked fine otherwise. Um, her hand, however, is in really bad shape. Oof. And that is like, if you've ever burned yourself, like you don't even have to burn yourself very seriously. But if you burn yourself good enough, it just, the pain does not stop. It hurts and hurts and hurts and hurts. Yeah. It feels like it's still burning. Your yep. skin is still hot. Yep. It sucks. For a long time. For a really fucking long time. I have been like, I have burned myself bad enough just cooking shit that I have not been able to sleep. Yep. It hurts so bad. Yep. So imagine like sticking your hand in a fire and then just having to walk down a mountain. It's fine. So all of that, she's, she's soaked pretty soon here, first off, because again, it's misting rain. The ground is all wet. She's fallen down a couple of times. And once she finds this stream, she walks alongside of it, but has to cross it multiple times mm. because like one side of it will become impassable. And it's pretty shallow, but she's getting her shoes and socks wet, her pants are oh wet, yeah. like everything. And it's probably ice cold. Oh my God, it's so fucking cold on this mountain. Like it's very up high. Yeah. It's already in a northern part of the country. You've got water probably coming down from the mountain that's like melted from snow or something. So right. that's also... Oh, the, the water is freezing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. You're so right. It is it is July, thank God. Oof, so, like, it okay. could be so much worse. <sighs> but she's still pretty high up in that. You're right. That water is got to be freezing. So she's wet and unhappy, and she's still walking and still crying and talking out loud to herself and just trying to keep it together until it gets to be nightfall. And then she finds a place to lay down for the night, and she describes, like, she had to take off most of her clothes because it was soaked, and she just knew that was not going to be okay. So she hangs them up on a tree, but it's, like, too cold for it to really dry out. Mm. She still hangs everything she can up on a tree. She has, like, this cardigan that stayed more dry and her tank top and her underwear. And mm. like, that's what she's in. And she, like, put, brings her legs up to her chest and wraps all of her clothing around her whole body and breathes down mm. into her shirt. Smart. Yeah, like, it's. I was like, that's pretty smart, actually. <laughs> like, that's Bam. a pretty good way. Yeah, she's kept keeping herself very small and close to her, like, center of heat and doing her best. So she tries to sleep like that. Her hand hurts like a bitch, though. She's wrapped, like, her wettest piece of clothing around it, so the cold is kind of helping, but I don't think her burns were so bad, like you said, that her that the water was bad for it. Yeah. I just also think it didn't help that much. Probably not. Yeah, you need you just need painkillers and time. Yeah, <laughs> like painkillers, time, and a little bit in a burn ICU unit, yeah. probably. Mm -hmm. Where they can, like, give you, like, salves like, and stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. like, second skins. Uh, yeah. She just doesn't sleep, really, that mm -hmm. night. It's too cold. She's too freaked out. Yeah. She is not at all thinking about bears or snakes or anything like that. Like Fair. That was one thing they noted was, like, she was not worried about that. Nah. Because at this point, she had decided she was probably going to die. Like, things looked really bleak for her. So sure. a bear coming across her was like, whatever, one more thing, I'm dead. Yeah. Like, quote was, I was thinking I was going to die. I was going to die at 16 years old without really doing anything important with myself and with all these loose ends. So she makes it through the night. She wakes up in the morning and she puts her fucking wet ass clothes back on. Oh, the worst feeling in the world. The worst feeling ever. <laughs> and she starts walking again, but she's freezing. 
And she realizes, like, she starts getting really mad at herself because of the terrible decision of, like, walking through the stream. She's like, I should have known better. That is ridiculous. Of course. I, you can't get wet when you're cold. Like, I'm, this is going to be what kills me. I'm going to have done this to myself. Yeah. And she's really upset at herself. She's just feeling like, I'm going to get hypothermia and die. Like, that is, she's 100% sure. So she walks for about another hour before she literally feels too cold to move. And she lays down again in just a random spot, and she feels tired and numb and defeated and just like, this is, this is it. And at first, she's, laying by, she's still laying by the stream, and she just lays there for like a while, mm -hmm. waiting for hypothermia to take her. She's sure. just so done. But she keeps hearing the sound of the stream. And like before, she thought it sounded like a highway. And as she's laying there, she still thinks like it still sounds like a highway. It still sounds like a helicopter. And so in her head, she's, the stream's noise is reminding her of the possibility of getting out of this and being rescued. If she can just find a highway, if she can just see a helicopter, yeah, she could get out of this. And like she gets, her defeat is like turned into that type of determination that we see in so many survivors yeah. where they just go, hey, fuck no. Yeah. That is the number one thing we always talk about <laughs> where people yeah. just have a moment. Yeah, it's like, I have nothing fucking else to lose. I might as well f try. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. Almost everyone we've ever talked about has that moment of like, not today, motherfucker, yeah. <laughs> which is the best. And so she says, um, quote, I was looking around and just got this sudden boost of motivation. I was just so certain that I was going to be found and I got really angry, kind of like, this isn't fair. I don't deserve to die this way without having any kind of closure on anything. And I was just like, no, I'm not going to die. Good. I can't do this to my loved ones. I can't do this to myself. And I started moving. Anger is such a good motivator. Like, so many people shit on other people <laughs> for being angry as, Sometimes like, you need to be that angry. motivation to move mm -hmm. or do something. Oh, yeah. Or doing something, like, out of spite. Yeah, if spite saves your life, then spite then is fine. <laughs> shit on it right. like let it happen right like if you need we are not here to judge what gets your feet going absolutely yeah because it could be anything it could yeah. be like hope mm -hmm. and it but and that's lovely and all but yeah. sometimes you're just pissed it's just more realistic yeah yeah i think this is very realistic feeling it's of very like, honest i'm not gonna die like this because she could have spun it of being like well you know i just thought about my family and never seeing them again Right. And their love is what made me move. It's like, no, I was fucking mad. I was and it's angry, like, like, how dare. Good. <laughs> yes. I don't deserve to die this yeah. way is like the best thought. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, no, you don't. You're right. I'm so proud of you. Go. <laughs> Go. <laughs> so she gets up and it fucking hurts. Yeah. It's really hard. And she probably does have some fucking hypothermia. Probably. <laughs> so she moves anyway. And she walks and walks and walks and walks for hours just moving downward, just moving with this stream, just trying not to think too hard about how much everything hurts and is cold and she's dehydrated and she's so tired. She just keeps going and she lays down. She gets all the way through that day until it's night again. She lays down for another night. This one sucks too. Mm -hmm. It's still cold. It's a little less cold. She's down further. It's about a mile up is what she learned later. It's like 4,000 feet up is where she was. So it's a little over a mile. Mm. And so she's got to have made it quite a bit of a ways down. Yeah. Can't be as cold anymore. There are like sand fleas that bite at her the whole fucking Aww. night. Oh my God, stupid. I was, so, I was like, I'm so sorry, sweet baby. So she makes it through that night too. The next day, 
she she can like barely move she's just so sore mm. from all the exertion like it's really hard work no food no nothing food. to rekindle the energy that she's burning right. yeah oh my god i they didn't even discuss like if you sh- how much like weight she lost mm-hmm. but you have to just drop yeah pounds. yeah and uh yeah so she but she does she gets back up she's still thinking the same way as she was yesterday and eventually the stream starts getting wider Ooh. and bigger and it becomes basically a small river which is the point this is why you follow water because you can follow the tiniest little trickle of water but all water leads to more bigger bodies of water which all eventually lead to the fucking ocean you will find something yeah if you keep following water and it gets bigger and bigger so that starts happening for her and eventually she comes around the bend of the river and she sees a bridge oh and she's, I remember in one of her last things that I, I saw, she was like, and then I was like, oh my God, is that real? Did I get out of this? Oh my God. <laughs> like she, she did not believe it was real at first. But she thinks like this must be uh, the bridge that is part of this like really well-known path called the Easy Pass Trail where like hikers constantly are and it goes across the mountain. And so she gets, she climbs up to the bridge, follows the trail back the other way into a parking lot. And the parking lot leads to a freeway. Uh. So she gets to the freeway and like stands there and for the next hour, she tries to hitch a ride. So not a ton of cars came by, but the ones that did, did not stop for her ass. No. Try to think about what she looks like. <laughs> but still, it's pretty, it's pretty shitty that she couldn't get anyone to stop. Um, one of her quotes is, um, a part of me can't blame them for not stopping because I looked pretty messed up and disgruntled and scary. Yeah. It's like one of those scary movies where a girl jumps out into the road and is like, you gotta stop. It, it must have been weird. <laughs> she's also like adorable. She talks like such a teenager. Oh. <laughs> she's just sort of like awkward about it. Yeah. But so nobody stops. And eventually she is having a hard time standing. And she's like, I just have to go. So she goes back to the parking lot, and there is one car in the parking lot. So she goes and sits right next to it, thinking, like, the person who owns this car will come back eventually. I'll oh, ask God. For help. And she sits there for a long time, and they don't come back. It's a long trail. Who knows where they are? Maybe they're camping. Fuck. Yeah. So she sits there and sits there, and then finally another car pulls off the freeway into the parking, uh, parking lot. And she's having so much trouble just standing up to go and talk to them. Everything hurts, and her body's, like, shutting down. Yeah. Like, it's done. It's like, I found yep, the good we spot, made it. and we're done we now. We made it here, so now I need to regenerate <laughs> some things. so much so, shit right now. Uh, <laughs> good night. Yeah. Um, so, but she, I mean, she manages to just sort of get up and hobble over. It's two dudes, and they, they are just there to hike. And they are, according to her, like, very, 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 very nice about it. <laughs> like, she just says, like, look, uh, two days ago I was in a plane crash at the, uh, like, way up this mountain and I just need your help. And so they immediately are like, holy shit, yes. Yeah. They give her a Gatorade. They put oh, her in the car. Nice. Yeah, Gatorade is actually probably the best thing the they best. could have given her. Absolutely. Hey, Autumn, you deserve a Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> You're the only person on earth who deserves, who deserves that much. a fucking Gatorade. <laughs> Salt and electrolytes. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. So, yeah, they put her in the car and they drive her. They have to drive 30 miles to find a place that has cell reception. Because, again, yeah, they're in the middle of that dead zone. So, they drive to the small town of Mazama 
It's like 200 people strong. It's not a place you would recognize the, the name of. Nope. They they drive into a convenience it's store. Incorporated. <laughs> yeah, right. It's fucking unincorporated. Yeah. <laughs> the nothing of Mazama. It's not a town. <laughs> um, they pull into a gas station, and Autumn, <laughs> the gas station attendant, like remembers like Autumn coming in and just asking for the bathroom. And then when she came out of the bathroom, she was like, "Hi, I don't actually know where I am." <laughs> and that's when, like, the gas station attendants were all like, "Are you? Are can you we? okay? Can we?" She seemed disoriented, but sure. also very calm. Yeah. But then they were like, "Oh, you are. Your shit is full of sticks and leaves, and you are burned on your hand. And oh my god, what happened to you? Because she's yeah. just so like, hi. Can you help me? Yeah. <laughs> it takes them a minute. But and the other two guys who brought her there, they stay with her. Good. She uses their phones to I'm call glad they didn't just, like, deposit her at the gas right. station and be like, back to our hike. Yeah. This we is gave you a Gatorade. <laughs> exactly. We've done our job. Yeah. Yeah, no, they stay with her, and so do the gas station attendants. And eventually, like, a guy from um, a shop down the road is a first responder. Like, he owns that shop, yeah. and he's a first responder. That so makes sense hears. for that kind of an area. When there's, like, that, nobody like, around. <laughs> people are first responders. People are volunteer firefighters. Mm -hmm. There's no hospitals or anything. They just kind of do it. Right. So, like, everyone has, like, their their civic duty and yeah. their regular job. It totally yeah. makes sense. Because, like, one of the small areas north of here outside one of the bigger cities has, like, volunteer first responders and everything that sure. like have their cars with the special plates but like it's their vehicles oh yeah um there's that we have the county south of that have yeah. a ton of volunteer first responders and fire departments mm -hmm. too the more rural you get the more likely you are to encounter that yeah they might have an ambulance right or they they have like a tri-county ambulance yeah. service yeah. that serves the whole area yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's uh so yeah he shows up and he's helping her and Again, she calls 911, so, like, the regular people show up eventually, yeah. too. But everyone's sort of there for her, waiting for a while, which is nice. One weird tidbit was that her 911 call kind of went viral because she sounds so chill in it that people were kind of mad. Because, literally, I, I listened to it. People just don't understand how shock works. Yes, yes. That's literally, like, in here, like, yeah. stop assuming you know how people are going to react to stuff. Not stop everybody it. freaks out. I mm -hmm. don't freak out. No, no, no. I get... <laughs> I know I get very quiet. Go I get yourself. very calm. Mm -hmm. Like when I like sliced the shit out of my hand <sighs> and I was in a metric ton of pain. I asked Kat to bring me a towel from the bathroom without explaining anything. And it was my even tone. Right. Just like, hey, Kat, can you grab me a towel from the bathroom? Hey, and uh, she walked into the kitchen to be covered in blood. Like, yeah. holy and shit and i'm like i'm fine it's okay um, but like not everybody's gonna freak out not everybody right. loses it right exactly everyone has a different response and reaction i get either really angry <laughs> or very calm like, yeah it's like how much do i need to go within myself right now yeah <laughs> then if i don't need to do that much i'm going to scream a whole bunch but it's not like so much in the fear like if i cut myself i'm screaming out of anger immediately <laughs> I'm so mad. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm mad at me mostly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, everyone has a different reaction. Plus, she spent two days crying already. Like, she, she did She literally that. screamed down the side of a mountain. Yes. Like, she's been through a lot. And her she's body tired. She doesn't have the fucking energy to be upset. She doesn't have the water to cry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, so, but yeah, she's literally like, um, hi, my name is Autumn. Um, 
I was I was in a plane crash and I was the only one who made it out. And you hear the dispatcher be like, "I'm sorry, made it out as in um, what? <laughs> you're the only one that you were with or survived." <laughs> and she's like, "Oh yeah, survived." And he's like, "Okay." And where, where are, are you? you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. She's like, I don't really know. <laughs> That's a great question. Okay. Like the guy is so because she is just like, yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah. We just I, we crashed and I I burned myself pretty bad and um, I was with my grandparents and they they died and he was just like, I'm gonna send someone out to you, ma'am. Shit. Like you can kind of hear him freaking out yeah. because he was not expecting that, that call. <laughs> yeah, depending on like the dispatch center that he was in, without hearing it, I am surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if his supervisor was behind him. Oh yeah. As soon as you get one that's like sounds crazy, Bad. Yeah. yeah. Then some like there's like six then there's people like at his a desk. supervisor next to you. You have somebody else helping to coordinate mm-hmm. with the dispatch of services. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. While you are completely focused on. Just that responding, call. Yeah. that makes sense. But uh, I, I have to imagine, like when you call and someone is screaming for help, like you're on high alert immediately. This is like oh, yeah. a slow burn for yeah. him of like, oh, oh, you sounded fine, but it does oh, not you seem are not fine. fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Ah, okay, <laughs> yeah. So, again, it's fine though. She was doing her absolute best, and she explained herself very well. Yeah. So that is important. She was very eloquent. Yes. So. They come and get her. Eventually, Autumn, you know, she's taken to a hospital for dehydration and uh, overall, like, minor burns and lacerations. Like, her hand was in a lot of pain, but it wasn't, like, third-degree burns or anything. She, you know, she didn't lose, like, layers and layers of skin or anything like that. So she is treated for all of that. She gets out within, like, a couple of days. It could have been so, so, so much worse. Um, the doctors that they interviewed were like, she was just overall in really good health and she's very young. People can like really bounce back from shit when they're very young and they already don't have any underlying conditions. Like she probably wouldn't have made it if she had some additional illness or like, or chronic issue. <laughs> like, oh, cause God. that's really, really tough. Like she's very lucky to be such a healthy person already. Right. So yeah, she was, she did just fine. Otherwise, um, I guess like they she declined comment for the first few days like a lot sure. of people were I mean she's got a lot that she needs to oh my process god. absolutely also like her family was probably there oh my god yeah and like keeping in mind that they are so happy that she is there mm-hmm. and alive but they lost their grandparents yeah. like one of her parents lost their parents in yeah. that crash yeah. all at once and um yeah it's really fucking tough you know, but everybody involved, they said, like, she's such an amazing kid. The sheriff of the area was like, she has such, she has a lot of character. She's just a very impressive, determined, very strong lady. And, like, everyone was just like, damn, this kid. Like, hot <laughs> damn, rules. yo. You're 16. And you shouldn't have gotten through this, but we're proud of you for doing it. Like, damn. Yeah. Um, and she just said, like, when somebody asked her in one of the interviews, like, how do you feel about this now? It's been a few months, like how are you doing? And she's like, well, I just have such a newfound respect for life. Every little thing makes me so grateful. Like, yeah, she was going to die. She thought she was going to die. She really, she looked it in the face and said no. (laughs) And then, yeah, I can't imagine, at least for a while, you must feel like, oh my God, I'm so fucking blessed. Yeah. Holy shit. Everything is amazing. Right. 
even my worst days are the best because I could be not yeah. having them. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty legit. Holy shit. So yeah, that's the story of Autumn. She fucking, she lived, bitch, as Cal would say if she were here. <laughs> Why the hell didn't we name this podcast I Lived, Bitch? <laughs> we could change. We could change it. Guys, maybe episode 100 is when we <laughs> change the name. Small milestones. We'll be there in We're 80 rebranding. Years. Yeah, we'll be there. So yeah, that was my um my my old shit. Um that hopefully doesn't make anyone too upset. It is still like sad. Survivor stories are never not sad, but uh at least this one isn't like and then they almost died 80 times and then the police beat them in the face. So yeah, there there we go. All I right. guess um that was that and now we that just have that. to mentally and and emotionally prepare and ourselves. Drinkily prepare ourselves. Drinkily. Yeah, let's get some more drinkalies yeah. cuz yeah. uh, we going to probably need it. Yeah. Like but how much though? Okay. Um just so I know what we're getting into, give me like a is this like a single or a double type of drink? Harp noise. Burr, 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 burr. Damn it. Wait, was that from Blues Clues? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> a fucking loud ass bird out uh-huh. here. <laughs> Welcome uh, to my life at six in the goddamn oh morning. Oh my god. I bet you have a tree like right outside your window. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, we're back. And uh, if you hear this chirpy asshole, sorry. There's a nest of like a thousand birds that live next to our balcony. Roughly 1,000. And there's at least one baby that I know of that's like a cardinal baby. Oh. It like came to the bird feeder with dad. Oh my god, that's so cute! It was, it was really cute. This is my bird son. Yeah, may he have some of your bird seed. Yep, <laughs> except dad this was is my getting bird seed. <laughs> this is my bird seed. Can he have some of your bird seed? <laughs> so, oh my god, okay. So, uh, did you pour me a single or a double? And is that an indicator? On May 21st. I hate you. You never answer my question. Maybe you should have watched me make the drinks because I made them right here. I was playing with your cat, son. Fine. Okay. Okay. Fine. I guess I'll have to just figure just it out take, with the take audience. Take a sip. Okay. Just yeah, take a sip. It doesn't taste bad, but it's strong. It's going to be a bad one, guys. <laughs> May 21st, 2016. Oh, shit. Approximately 20 days before Christina Grimmie's death. This is a clue. Mm. Mayu Tomita, a 21-year-old Japanese singer and actress, was stabbed in the neck and chest area multiple times by 27-year-old fan Tomohiro Iwazaki. Oh, no. For returning gifts that he had sent her. Great. Just some some good old-fashioned stalker violence. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Prior to the attack, he had sent her multiple death threats over social media. As a result of the stabbing, anti-stalking laws in Japan were revised to include online threats to better protect victims. Thank so, Christ. Small light at the end of this tunnel. Mm-hmm. I think we've talked about the story that also led to that happening in America. Yeah. Yeah. Like cyber stalking. Yeah. Being a thing the police actually have to give at least a little bit of a fuck about. Yep. <laughs> they still don't fully. No. But... But that's more on them and not the law. Now there's follow-up if they don't. Right. Whereas there wasn't before. Right, because it literally wasn't viewed as a crime. Yeah. Iwazaki, the fan of Tamita, had sent multiple, quote, obsessive comments to her blog and Twitter account after discovering her work. He watched a few of her performances and videos and became 
so insanely obsessed after that brief period that he decided they were getting married. And that was that. Oh, no. She wasn't and still isn't like a huge J-pop name. Hmm. So like she has a smaller following um, last checked around like 15,000 on Twitter. Shit. So presumably like she's more accessible than some of the other people. She doesn't, she's not a like A-list celebrity. Right. She's like So she C-list. doesn't have like the security right. and somebody else running her accounts for her. She's doing it all. Right. He left hundreds of comments. Ew. With no response from her. And he managed to keep his obsession, like, pretty quiet. And his family, I guess, had no idea how fucked up he was. I mean, that's... Until it was too late. I guess. I mean, that's a person who understands that that what they're doing... Is wrong. Is wrong. He knew it was wrong. We also get to that. Oh, great. He knows what he did is wrong. Jesus Christ. Eventually, Mm -hmm. the comments weren't enough. So he started sending her gifts. Um, He sent her some books and a watch in February of 2016. And it was basically his marriage proposal. Thinking, oh, she hasn't responded to anything I've said, but this. This will do it. This is what's going to do it. This is what's going to show that I'm serious. She's going to love this copy of All Quiet on the Western Front and this weird watch. (laughs) Also, just he sent this to her home address. So he found out her home address, which is already so fucked up. Yes. Well, he kept watching and waiting, Mm -hmm. was getting no responses. No shit. Wasn't getting any acknowledgement of his gift, no public recognition. And everybody would say that this is exactly what you should do. Never respond. Right. Never egg them on or give them any reason to keep trying. And his obsession by late April turned to anger over the perceived rejection of his love. Mm. He sent over 400 hostile tweets and messages to her in a month. Oh, my God. So she trying to think of how many. I don't know. He's sending over like. So like it's the month of April. We say 30 days. Mm hmm. Like eight messages a day, at least, if not some heavier than others. Yeah, yeah. Of just vitriol and anger. Like you aren't doing anything else with your day at that point. Like you, that's all he's thinking about. Yep, he's just writing the next message, probably watching more of her stuff. Right. She blocked him. Finally. Mm -hmm. And he then turned his attention to another female performer who'd shared the stage with Tomita. Then demanding the other performer tell her to return all of his gifts. Oh, God. Okay. He harassed the other performer constantly for 10 days. Just because of her. Mm-hmm. And try, like, you can reach out to her. Yeah. You have to tell her this. You have to tell her. Christ, that's so scary. Yeah. And he got his way. The gifts came back. She's like, I don't fucking want them anyway. Yeah. And I don't know the Japanese mail system, so she might have rejected them right away. Sure. And it just took this long to get back. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. But they came back, returned to sender. Um, He got what he wanted. But I'm sure there was still some delusional belief that she was going to be like, 
oh no he loves me so much i blocked him and now he's reaching out to someone i know and he's so angry and i've upset him so much that i need to fix this the idea like she'll definitely come around at some point so once the box was back he started commenting on her posts and videos anywhere that he wasn't blocked with things like i will never forget that i was looked down upon by you and it would be radical to kill just because one was rejected by a girl. Oh, my God. Like, I just... The biggest eye-roll jerk-off motion possible. Yep. Like, get the fuck over yourself. Right. God, I hate this Go shit. outside. Yeah, just think about anything but this for five minutes, and maybe, maybe, maybe you can just break this horrible spell you've yeah. allowed yourself... Like, like you don't have to be an incel yeah you like d- you really don't you could get out of the basement it's called being a person go get some sun mm-hmm. just talk to people just be a that want to talk to you yep. don't force conversations or take headphones out of people's ears or <laughs> stare them down until they acknowledge you the problem is that you feel entitled yep. to whatever you want uh-huh. whenever you want yep. and it's Personal boundaries you, mean nothing. Oh, absolutely. As soon as anybody puts personal boundaries, oh, then game you're over. an insane person. Yep. You completely lose it with anger. Mm-hmm. Like that is that is one of the most dangerous types of people on earth. They're and unfortunately, they're everywhere. Terrifying. <laughs> That's awful. Like I know, I can guarantee if we got our friend group together, we have all had encounters with people like this. Mm. Varying degrees of yeah. some kind of this person. But like, absolutely. Yeah everybody has had something like yeah. this like i saw a message of like this guy being like i was following this girl it was at night i just wanted to make sure she was safe and like she got scared and was like looking over her shoulder and i said i found so much power in that mm, i've seen that so too. yeah like now i start doing it just for fun because i like having the control and i'm not going to hurt them and it's like yet yeah, this is some escalation step one. shit. This is step one. You're looking for that feeling of power and control, yep. and it's not you're going, going to be enough. You're going to get comfortable with that, mm-hmm. and then eventually you're going to escalate, and you're going to start peeping in their windows. Right. And then maybe you're going to break in and take some stuff, and then you're going to get more aggressive. Um, the <laughs> the If anyone isn't a part of this group, I just love its name so much that I'm still a part of it. It's under his fucking eye, I guess. <laughs> and there are women who like infiltrate the incel... Oh, shit. Website, and then they'll post shit. It is some of the most awful, horrible, toxic stuff. I bet. I actually don't recommend reading it. It no. really fucks up your day. It, yeah, it's terrifying. It's mm-hmm. terrifying to see that shit. And especially because, like, you know, some of the people that are saying this on the Internet would say it to your face. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because they think they're you so are such delusional. Trash. Oh, absolutely. They are so angry and they hate you as a woman or uh, whatever they have decided that they hate that fucking year. Yep. They hate you so much that you're not a person. Nope. So they can say and do whatever they want to you because they deserve it. Yep. They are better than you. Yep. They're a person and you are not. Yep. That, mm, so fucking terrifying. Yeah. It's so fucking It's scary. so terrifying. And people wonder why, like, women are so paranoid when we literally go for a fucking walk. Right. It's because these guys are kind of weirdly everywhere. everywhere. <laughs> it sucks. It sucks. Men, police your other men, please. Come get your men. Come get your men. Men, come get your men. Men, come get your men. <laughs> Especially white men, come get your other angry oh white men. God, who have impressive entitlement. Just a, like, like a like a, a truly fedora wearing level. milady. <laughs> oh, 
you're not looking at me, so now I'm going to burn your house to the ground. <laughs> right. Oh. Yes. Anyways, mm. 12 days before the attack, Tamita fully believed she was in danger. Yeah. And contacted the police because she was supposed to have a show mm-hmm. 12 days from when she reported it. That had been advertised on social media. She was performing in a club with some other performers. They were just going to have a really great time. Wasn't like a huge venue. Sure. But she's still the type that will do the smaller still, shows. Yeah. That's cool. So she was she felt she was in danger. Contacted the police near her home in the certain area of Tokyo that she lived in mm-hmm. to report the death threats. How do you think this went? They did not shit. Correct. Cool. The police dismissed the case because they believed his social media messages were not in immediate danger. There, Look, there are still plenty of people who will tell you survivor stories of like, real stuff like in real life stalking yeah that go completely unrecognized uh-huh. by the police because they haven't quote done anything yeah call yet. us back when something's actually happening right and like cyberbullying way worse cyber stalking is not with nothing to them there's this like attack ad that's a biden attack ad without saying it's a biden attack ad Correct. that's been playing on youtube of like well if they defund the police what's going to happen and it's the best a black shit. mother with her young son in the house, like trying to call nine one one. Are you kidding me? It's like that blatant about like. Oh yeah, black no. people sometimes need the police too. No, they don't. They're in their house, <laughs> trying to call nine one one, and they get like an answering service. That's not. That's the not police. how that's going to work. And then there's like you see like the shadow of like someone walking down the hall, and you hear the little boy say, "Mommy, I'm scared." And it's like, first of all, do you not understand how the police work? Yeah, because if you call 911 with somebody already in your house, they're not going to get there fast enough. Right. No matter what, they're not outside waiting. Like, that's also not how the police work. Wait, also, you're calling 911, which is a dispatch service. Yes. And those people aren't the police. Yes. Like, you, that's a totally different service. Yes. They are the ones sending the police. You are not directly right. calling the police. Right. And you would never just get an answering service for 911 unless no. the world is ending. <laughs> like, and also, it's such a blatant misunderstanding of oh. what people say when we mean defund, defund the, the fucking police. It, we mean they don't need a $6 billion budget to buy riot gear and military grade weapons. Right. Right. To keep your community safe. <laughs> and we just and we also mean in cases like this stalking shit. Yeah. Having social workers and having the resources available to be able to help someone teams that, without things needing to happen. Yeah. Teams that deal with this yeah. thing specifically and not the police who have to deal with like They're literally reactive. a thousand different things. They're literally like the police are reactive. We need police to be proactive. Mm-hmm. We need other teams of people who yeah. whose job it is to look at like are stalking laws good enough what are no. we doing as a community They're to not. stop stalking and yeah well, how can we fix this situation and when people come to us as a team who only deals with stalking and things like that yeah like how can we proactively help how can we proactively help with domestic violence and if a spouse or a partner comes to the correct response team mm-hmm. being like i need to leave him he's going to kill me Right. I can't leave. What can I do? 
and having an actual service that will actually help you yeah. instead of, well, has he killed you yet? No, yeah. then Just call us back when he's killed you. Yeah, call us back when we can send the homicide detectives because yeah. that's all we've got, man. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, people who can help with mental health proactively. Yeah. Like, yeah. People Response who can teams. do wellness checks who aren't carrying guns when they go and do it. Isn't that so nice? weird how that works. Ooh, so weird how that could totally be thing. But, 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 but what are they going to do when somebody's having a mental health crisis and they're 235 pounds taken down? It's like people work in these environments. All the time. Without weapons. We know people who, we have known people who work at Chileta, which yeah. is a... Which is like an autism an adult, care facility. Yeah. yeah, for adults most of the time. Yeah. So yes, they have a children's section, mm-hmm. but like there are adults there. Mm-hmm. People who, who need care for the rest yes, of their lives. Live who there. are kicking and biting and mm-hmm. screaming. And, and they are big and they are like, yeah, they're strong because they're yeah. upset. Yeah. And like those people can't fucking shoot them. Yeah, they and get <laughs> through it and they get home. So it's, weird it's how so weird how that works. Maybe those people are like braver than you. Huh. <laughs> if you if you can't enter a situation without a gun, maybe yeah. you're a fucking coward. Anyway, just like leave uh, with your dick first, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Anyways. Don't worry about it. <laughs> this is actually I wanted to mention. This reminds me a lot of remember when we both did stories <laughs> from that obsessive yes. like yes. whatever show. Yes. What was it? It was called like Dark Obsessions. Or yeah. Something. Yeah. And one of them is a man who gets obsessed with an opera singer, but she's in another country. Mm-hmm. I think she's here and he's in Japan yeah. or Korea. But like hot yeah. damn, he he had like a very made similar her believe yeah. he was coming anywhere for her. at any time. Yeah. And like stalked her family yeah. and shit. Yeah. This reminds me a lot of that. That's yeah. so creepy. Well, here's the thing. Ugh. May 21st, 2016, around 5.05 p.m. Iwazaki had been waiting near the train station where he knew she'd be arriving for hours. And at 5.05 p.m., she arrived, and he decided he was going to confront her. Now. God, train station is so dramatic. I'm yes. sorry, that's crazy. Yes. What, a, what a thing to choose. Also, it's like so many people say fight or flight, but there is the freeze response. Freeze, freeze and fawn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had a freeze response. Oh, fuck he yeah. confronted her and was screaming at her mm-hmm. and asking her why she returned the gifts he sent her mm-hmm. that he asked for her to return. By the way, anyways, she was scared and super not prepared for this. And yeah, gave him an unclear answer that didn't satisfy his question and then tried to turn around and walk away from him. Just get out. Yeah, just, just like, get I, uh, I, I will not acknowledge yep. how crazy this situation yep. is. I need to go. But just like that lockup moment and then being mm-hmm. like, uh, okay, bye. I guess I'm done. Yep. Yeah. Well, apparently this made him, quote, lose control. Oh, shut up. I hate that terminology. I hate that terminology. Fuck you. Because, you, you know, boys control. will be boys. Yeah, you're a person in society. Yes. Fuck you. And he decided when she turned her back to him, he was going to stab her. And he stabbed her. And this is where it gets like weird. He stabbed her 61 times. No fucking with way. With a pocket knife. Oh, that's so many fucking times. But, like only 34 really connected in. In a meaningful in a way. Meaningful so, way. Man, so he's like slashing her. He's just, that's still. A and lot. while he was stabbing her, he was screaming, die, die, die. Who the fuck else is here, by the way? Is this like an empty train station? No, there were eyewitnesses. To 
Okay, how long does it take to stab so, someone 61 fucking times? At least a minute. If we're going fast, like, one, two, three, four, yes, five. It's, if it's one stab a second. Yeah, that's still have, a minute. You have to get tired at some point and slow down a yeah. little bit. But, like, yeah, there's a whole minute. Someone stop him. So eyewitnesses called the police after hearing her screaming for help. Okay. And Iwazaki was arrested. He'd stayed nearby had dropped the pocket knife and was basically just watching. Whoa, that's so creepy. Yeah. To me, that's like... He's waiting for her to die. Like, he's just waiting. He He wants wants to to see see her die. I also feel like that might be like a, oh, I... There's no point in running from this. I I sure have done this. Yeah. They can trace this back to me. Oh, yeah. Everyone's seen me. Yeah. 2016, people... That's still, like, people have their phones out filming Mm -hmm. shit territory. So... Yeah. So, he immediately confessed when the police confronted him. And he told the police that he had, quote, intended to kill Tamita. Okay, and so he's just done. He's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, he does try and, like, change his tune in the trial. Of course. That he never meant to kill her. Okay. It's like, dude, really? Dude, shut up. Really? And, like, he got in trouble in court because she was, like, saying he was going to kill me. And he responded to her during the trial being like no i wasn't oh like dude you can't it's Mm-mm. like you can't do that yeah. sorry like of all the places that you should not be talking to your victim oh my god are you kidding me it's yeah. maybe in court you have any idea what a piece of shit you look like when yeah. you can't keep your mouth shut for two seconds in court so tamita i guess had tried to call the police before she was stabbed so she was like trying to leave and also calling the police yeah. when this happened okay and the emergency dispatcher had sent the police to her home instead of actually tracing the location of her cell phone. Fuck, dude. So she tried to do the right thing multiple times and it didn't. So Tomita was in critical condition Mm -hmm. after the attack. She was unconscious for over a week. I mean, I can't believe she lived through this. Right. That's insane. Literally, like when I was hearing the story, I'm like, there's no fucking way she survived this. Right. There's no fucking way. How? So there was no damage to her vital organs. You had to be so bad at stabbing someone. I mean, it was also a pocket knife. I mean, we are just full of organs, Those are some shallow cuts. I guess that's probably true. Like, it just doesn't quite reach. And it was all, like, her face. Like, the fact that he didn't nick a massive artery artery in her neck is insane. Your heart also isn't that fucking deep in. No. You could probably get somebody in the heart. So yeah, he's he was he might have been thinking of maiming her yeah. and like destroying her beautiful face yeah. that he's so obsessed with and that sort of thing. Yeah. So she regained consciousness July seventh. She suffered from the thirty four stab wounds that connected um, on her face, neck, back, and arms. She had a lot of difficulty eating and singing. Was also um, partially blinded in her left eye after oh, the attack. Christ, poor thing. Um, in addition, she couldn't use her fingers. And it really, like, at that point, it wasn't known if she was going to be able to continue her music career. Like, mm. they had no idea. Yeah, that she, makes sense. unsurprisingly, also had massive PTSD. Oh, my God. I can only um, imagine. To the point that in an interview, she said anytime she would see someone even just holding something, like, it's or picking something up, 
And it could be someone she trusted. It could be a family member. But it immediately sent her into a full panic response, thinking she was going to be stabbed again. Brain is like, that's a knife. Yep. That's a knife. You're about yep. to be stabbed. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's hugely traumatic. Yeah. Oh, my God. So she was released from the hospital in September of 2016. So she was in there for three months. Um, her attacker was convicted and is serving 14 and a half years in prison. That which is not enough. Not enough. That is not enough. It's not he enough. intended to kill her. Yes. That is attempted homicide. Yeah. Like, of all the times, like, if he was in the U.S., this would be a great time to do murder one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's premeditated. He literally walked in with intent to kill. And not only that, but you have proof he premeditated it. He told her he was going to do it. He literally told her. It's in writing. (laughs) Right. It's on the internet where nothing ever dies or goes away. It's there forever. Yeah. (laughs) You can find it. So, December 17th, 2016, um, Tomita criticized the Tokyo Metropolitan Police Department for dismissing her initial concerns. Good. The police issued a formal apology to her for not taking action, mm-hmm. which isn't good enough. Right. Never. But July 11th, 2019, after she'd gone through the trial and conviction, um, she launched a lawsuit against them. Nice. As well as against her former agent and her attacker. So she she got through the criminal shit and now she's yeah. like civil suits yep. all around. Yep. Civil Fuck suits you. for the table. <laughs> And she was seeking 76 million yen in damages for failing to provide an adequate protection prior to the stabbing due to their preconceived biases towards threats through social media. Good. Yes. This was 2016. This wasn't like 1999 when the internet was new. No. Y'all should have fucking known. Yeah. It was bullshit. So her stabbing did lead Japan to revise their anti-stalking laws in 2016 in December. Good. To now include online harassment. You'd think that'd be the end of it. <sighs> but no. But Japanese culture towards women is pretty fucking toxic. Yeah. The objectification. Yeah. Sexualization, all of that. Fetishization lovely of certain types. Shit. Of, yeah. yeah. The dolls, like, Ugh. all that shit. Incel culture is a whole different, like, beast over there, too. Yeah. Like, ugh, yeah. that's a whole thing. So... Just like America, it's fine. It's mm. just it's so. 2017, mm. an animation director, um, Yutaka Yamamoto, condemned Iwazaki on his blog. So he condemned the attacker. Which, sure. Okay. Here's the problem. This no. guy has a lot of documentation going back where he is just a toxic piece of shit. So the second part of his condemnation is believing that Tomita was at fault for rejecting his gifts and should have been prepared to fight back. Like, it is her fault that she turned him away. I'm sorry, yeah. this person's like an animator, so like people are aware of him? Like, yes. What was, okay. Oh, yeah. He's a famous Japanese animator. I guess he got fired from the company he helped found, though. So gonna, Okay, good. I was going to say. They were done with of him. Of what? Because I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I like looked at the names of like the things that he had done, but I also don't. Didn't do anime so i only kind of do as well so I, uh, we, I probably wouldn't know either none but of them were like the big like <laughs> name things that you'd recognize the ones that make it over here and shit for but sure i'm sure like and they fired him so at least there's yeah. that yeah and he like vowed he was never doing animation again fucking good, good. asshole bye we don't need your toxic shit yeah so he received some backlash for his comments. Oh, no shit, huh? What? And decided that he was going to respond to the criticism by saying there was a double standard in the public. 
fuck off. Where they care more about the cute idol than the dirty middle-aged man. Yes. <laughs> like, in this case, yes. yeah, she was stabbed by that guy. Yeah, what so, the fuck do you expect? Yes. <laughs> fuck you. Like, what? what? Also, yeah, she's, like, famous. She, like, does a thing. She, like, does music, and, like, people care yeah, about it. Yeah, she's in the public eye. Welcome to being in the public eye yeah. and being objectified by douche nozzles <laughs> like you. If you want to get celebrity involved in this and the idea of it, then that's, like, a larger issue, my yeah. dude. This is still just a person who got stabbed by another person. Yeah. So, yeah, we care about her more in this situation. Also, Sorry. don't fucking victim blame. She fucking did dick. everything she was supposed to do. Right. She didn't respond to the messages. She didn't take the bait. She she blocked him. She didn't accept his gifts. She didn't acknowledge him. She didn't respond to him. She, she never, never encouraged him ever once. in any way, in any sense of the way that Not a defense attorney could spin it of like, she was leading him on. That's the only time that that matters too, yeah. because it doesn't even matter. Maybe if she had responded to him a few times before she realized how dangerous he sounded, sure. that, could, Fine. that could be used against her when it shouldn't be. Yeah. She's just trying to be nice to a fan right. until she recognized things were not okay. But she didn't even do that. She didn't she even has do that. Nothing against her. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't say shit. She did everything correct, and the system failed right. her over and over and over. Someone else's mental imbalances are not the victim's fault. Yes. Ever. 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 Hey guys, ever. Ever. <laughs> uh, so, men, when you're collecting the men, if you can also just remind them of that. Yeah, if you could just get your men and just let them just know. Let them know that your problem is not the victim's problem. <laughs> right. Also, like, shame on his family, especially in the Japanese culture of how in tune they are with each other. Typically, very important. Yep. Like family is that family dynamic is very, very culturally important. Mm -hmm. So how the fuck did they not see it? Right. This is. Do you know? Was he living with them? I tried not to look into him too much. That's fair. I just wonder because like they they talk it's about just like, they the reckon, family like they talked about his family not seeing it so it's like they had to be close at they least. had to be around that yeah. makes sense because there are also that whole generation of people who like don't interact with anybody ever yeah we're just so I mean they they started it out by saying he was a loner but like he could also be a loner in his room in his family's home or apartment right and they're just not looking close yeah. enough to see that like he is. Not okay. Obsessing over something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you've got to be ignoring signs at that yeah. point because you don't want to see them. It's denial. It's straight denial. Mm -hmm. I mean, people do that all the time with oh, their yeah. family, but yeah. still, not an excuse. No. Nope. Pretty shitty. Yep. Could have helped. Could have helped. <sighs> Could have made a difference. Could have stopped a lady from getting zabs 61 times. <laughs> but, okay, so her music career, though. Did she get to sing again? Um, I didn't find anything. Let's see. It's like pretty traumatic. That's yes. Like even if she could physically do it, going out in public again and doing that, knowing one of these people might just fucking stab me would yeah. be really, really, really hard. Yeah, I don't see anything recent for her. Everything is four or five years ago. So mm. Yeah, okay. I really don't think there was anything recent from her. Maybe she just decided, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. And that's, and that's completely fair. understandable. That's fair. Yeah. She <laughs> might take all the fun you ever had right out of it yeah. and just make it not worth it yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, so there. 
ineptitude about police, but it wasn't American police this time. Maybe the very idea of police is not well-founded. Just saying maybe we all did it a little bad. Hey, what? Maybe. Hey, maybe we should burn everything to the ground and start it fresh. Everywhere. Everywhere. Hey, actually, okay, what if humanity can't do it good? I'm starting to worry. Um, what if we can't fix it? I don't think we can. <sighs> I guess we can try. Because it's just like whack-a-mole mm-hmm. where you take care of one thing and another thing pops up. Because our natures are bad. People yeah. have bad natures. Yeah. Not always, but some people do. So maybe we need to power. nurture them into the the fires of hell to start over. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, just like, you know, what them. if you just yeet the bad people? <laughs> a zero tolerance policy for if you're a piece of shit yeah. might, you know, let... Yeah. Let the world sort of... But I mean, I guess then you have that weird, like, ethical thing of, like, who's making the decision of what... And are they a piece yeah. of shit? And maybe they weren't at first, but now they are. Yeah. It's really tough. But, you know, normally that conversation really only comes up when it's men making those decisions. That's true. So what if we just yeet the men? Yeet the men. Yeet the men into the sun and let the women do it. Yeah. Let the women do it, Like, guys. not all the men... But like a solid chunk of the men. I mean, we need to keep some of the men alive so that we may have the babies, so that we may continue no, a woman run. There's world. ways to do it. We just need. I mean, we need. There's j- sperm banks. Need, yeah. Well, I mean, yes. We there's can use all the sperm, sperm left in the sperm yes. banks. But then we need to like we got to put men in milking farms of some kind eventually because we'll run out of the frozen. Yeah, sperm. and I guess that then like makes the ethical dilemma. That part is not up. good. That part that's not great. But if we give them like Xboxes, it should be fine. You think they'd be fine? Like, it's or just like, like you get guitars. jacked off once a day by a machine and you get to play Xbox all day. From Milking reward. You spend all of your I time I don't know for. what's happening anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I guess we were so, trying to make a really listen, weird new world order. Yeah, we're going to work on this. <laughs> yeah, we'll come back. We'll come back with this. We will circle we'll, back to this. We'll have all the kinks worked out by then, I'm sure. It's fine. It's we're going to solve it. We're going to We will. It. We will. This podcast is going to be the one. <laughs> yes, we are going to solve the issues of the world and everything it's that is wrong with it. It's not going to be Radio Lab or This American Life or anything like no, that. No, 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 no. It's going to be us. You're sleeping on it. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> they well, had their chance. It'll be fine. It's fine. Thank you guys for joining right. us again um, for this We Fix the World episode. Yes. Uh oh feeling. And let us know if you want us to change the uh oh feeling to I lived bitch. <laughs> because we'll think about it. We're considering we, it. Look at us we go. Will. Um maybe it's just our new slogan anyway. Or maybe it's a spin off. Oh I don't know if that's possible. I don't actually yeah, now that I think about it, what kind of spin off would that be? Oh, It'd just be the same concerning. Shit. It's the same podcast. It's really concerning. Except the cash is there more to say I lived bitch, that's all. <laughs> Yeah, nope, we can't have a spinoff. It would just be this. It would just be this. Yeah. <sighs> Let's go play Animal Crossing. All right. We it's love time you for all. fireworks. Hell yeah. We love you all very much. Um, you should be a little bit like Autumn. Mm-hmm. You should be a little bit like... Mayu. Mayu. Oh, that's Tomita. And um, you should definitely never forget your can of water and also your can of gasoline. Don't You're forget gonna your need can that. of gasoline. You're really going to fucking need that. You're going to need that. Burn, bitch. Burn, baby, burn.